We stand on the earth, so we better stand for her together. We stand on the earth, so we better stand for her together. Stand up for mother, stand up for each other, stand up for mother, stand up for each other. We were put in this paradise, it's our job to guard her life. We were put in this paradise, it's our job to guard her life. Stand up for mother, stand up for each other, stand up for mother, stand up for each other. Revisiting Ruach. My name is Caroline. And my name is Jacob. And we are so excited that you are here for another episode. This episode, we have a very special guest, Chava Morel. Welcome, Chava. It's so good to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me and welcoming me so lovingly. We are so excited to have you here with us. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and about the song that we just listened to? I um, am a song leader and a Jewish composer, as well as a secular musician in multiple genres. Um, the song that we listen to is called Stand Up. It's my ode to Mother Earth. Um, it was written because uh, the the folks at SLBC, Rick Recht and Elisa Recht, asked me to write it for a special program that they were going to be featuring all women, including Nishama Karlbach and, and Donnie from Nefesh Mountain and um, some other amazing, um, Naomi Less, um, um, Hannah Rothman. Um, anyway, and I was kind of new on the scene and they said, it was in two weeks and they said, and we just want, we want you to sing, a, we're going to have you sing about Mother Earth. 
And I didn't have any songs about that. So I had to sit down and figure out what I was going to sing at that presentation with all these amazing women who I had admired. And I I came up with uh, the song Stand Up, which has a little um, biblical reference to the book of Genesis and, um, you know, something I feel really passionately about, too, which is uh, protecting the environment and, you know, caring for the earth. That is super cool. That's a that's a really neat way to have a reason uh, to write a song. Yeah, that's for sure. And I, I, I just want to like encourage anyone to check out SLBC and all of the programming. They have like all of this mentorship. I'm actually a mentor through um, the program Jewish Star, which basically people who love to song lead apply. And, um, you know, a lot of people get mentored through the program and whether they get chosen or not, I think it's like a little different now. It's not really a matter of getting chosen as much as it is just like becoming part of a big community of mentors and stuff. So that was my little plug, plug for SLBC. Definitely. Um, And it's funny because we're doing this podcast, you know, from home and remote, which is something that... Uh, we've talked about through most of the podcast about song leading over Zoom, but we want to know how has song leading from home been difficult for you? What are some challenges that you faced? Um, but also, like, what are some successes that you've had? Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the main challenges, I guess I would say, you know, on, on the topic of conferences or those opportunities to get together and have, like, learning experiences as a song leader is that we haven't been able to do that basically at all, which is, a, you know, it's been really sad. And, and SLBC last year in February was our last conference. I usually go to conferences like four or five times a year and see all my friends who are also Jewish musicians around the country. So it was a big, huge loss to... Um, to not be able to do that this year. So that was one of my main losses, actually. I got to do a lot of fun song leading this year. I mean, just the in-person aspect was a big, obvious loss. But, you know, at the same time, there was a win, which is that people came to virtual gatherings who may not have been to in-person gatherings. You know, I I mean, at the temple, I don't know where you guys like usually song lead, but like, you know, you, you tend to see the same faces coming in over and over again. And they're people who maybe it's convenient for them you know, geographically, they live near, you know, like there's all sorts of reasons why people can come and don't come. But the virtual setting has been like an opportunity for people to connect. But yeah, obviously, like being in a room with kids jumping up and down, like there's no way to replace that online virtually in any way. So that's, it's been really sad and hard. Yeah, since it's been really sad and hard for um, pretty much all of us. And um, there are times when, um, at least me, I mean, I get uh, sort of discouraged. I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm, you know, like reaching the right people or if I'm doing this right, um, if there is a right way. And um, I get really discouraged about it. So um, what do you tell, um, what are some things that you tell yourself when song leading gets difficult or you get really frustrated? Those are great questions. I think, yeah, it's really hard, especially because we are so isolated from other people. So we don't even get that like support and comfort that we would usually get. Um, I've been working really hard on self-love practices, self-care and, you know, connecting with myself because ultimately like when we started quarantining and having to just be alone all the time, I realized like how important my relationship with myself was. And sometimes like in the past, I used to have like negative self-talk or whatever, where I would be like, oh God, I'm so stupid. Or, you know, 
oh, I can't believe I did that. And like, I've been really working hard on trying to speak to myself lovingly, like all my friends would do if I could see them on a regular basis and I can't. So I have to kind of be my own best friend and, you know, be nice to myself. That's one of the main things I've done. Definitely. It's important to to keep yourself up and going, especially because you have so much so many opportunities to song lead and letting yourself get down after one takes away the opportunity to, to build yourself back up, um, and continue to do it. So that's really good that you're able to, uh, lift yourself back up. Um, which kind of leads into the next question, which is how do you set reasonable goals as a song leader, um, for yourself and how do you not get discouraged, um, when trying to song lead virtually? That's a tough one. I have to admit that I have, I've kind of gone easy on myself and not try to set too many goals recently because I feel like, luckily, since I work for a congregation and I have, you know, other people that I know to work with, like, I haven't had many times when I haven't had any work, you know, during the quarantine and pandemic, which has been really lucky and I'm really grateful for that. But like, sometimes, like, it's literally the most I can do to just click on the link that I'm supposed to do. And I don't really, I'm not pursuing a lot of my other goals that I did before, like making an album or like writing a bunch of new songs. Like I really have actually like dialed my goals back during this time. So I think like maybe, or maybe my goals look different. Like maybe my goals are a little more abstract. Like instead of like making an album, a goal that I've had has been like learning to sit still with my, you know, just with my situation and not get too anxious, you know, like there are goals that are hard to like prove that you've achieved, but you know, it's more of like internal goals. So, you know, I think this might be a time to do different kinds of goals, but you know, I think like I always feel better at the end of an event a virtual event, it usually doesn't make me feel worse, even though I know it would be so much better if we were together. Like going to the event and seeing the faces, even being here with the two of you right now and seeing your faces, like this is the most social contact I'm going to have today, basically until services tonight. And it's like, you know, I appreciate it so much. It always makes me feel better. So that's kind of something I've been leaning into is like not to try to worry too much that I'm like having a hard time doing things and just like enjoying the things when they happen. Absolutely. So we're going to sort of shift gears a little bit um, into one question that we ask everyone. And that is, um, who is one of your biggest inspirations? That could be in the Jewish music world. That could be pretty much anywhere. Uh, Who is one of your biggest inspirations in music and in life? Oh, my goodness. Well, I have a lot of like obscure inspirations from you know, before you were born and stuff. And I don't want to get too like out of there. I, I I was inspired by, and I am inspired by this musician named Bjork, who is like kind of a, you know, popular musician, but not like super popular. She, you know, was kind of popular. But anyway, I was inspired by her because she didn't seem like she was trying to be like beautiful all the time. She just seemed like she had a lot of different personalities, but she wasn't really trying to fit into anyone else's idea about what someone should look like. And for me growing up in the 80s, that was really impactful. I was also inspired by Debbie Friedman, 
Um, may her memory be a blessing always to our community and, and the world. Um, you know, a Jewish composer who was a woman and just wrote a lot of amazing songs and she was super fierce. She came to my camp when I was a kid and, you know, she stopped us in the middle of the song and she was like, that's not how it goes. <laughs> and it was really cool because she gave like a composition lesson. I talk about this a lot in other interviews. I've mentioned this, but she said, I wouldn't write it like that because it's not interesting if you write this, the first line the same as the second line. She said the first line goes down and then the second line goes up because it's like pointing you toward the next thing. And I mean, that just blew my mind. I learned, I obviously remembered it. I was like 13 or something. So yeah, Debbie Friedman, not that original, but very inspiring. And I want to say Julie Silver too, because she actually directly mentored me and she, you know, she's still a friend of mine and I just you know, she was just a really great um, mentor and amazing guitarist and songwriter. So she inspired me. That's awesome. Um, so the last question that we have for you um, is what is one thing you wish you could have told yourself when you were younger, looking back right now? I wish I could have told myself that there's only one you and everyone else is going to be the best them, and your job is just to be the best you, and nobody else can do that. So every time you see someone else doing something great that you can't do, like you can celebrate that in them, and you don't have to do it or be that. I love that. Wow. We have finished our questions very, very soon. Is there any questions that you have for us, Hava? Yeah, I mean, I want to know who your inspirations are and what you're doing song leading and what makes you like feel connected right now. Yeah, we talked a little bit about this, I think, in our episode with Josh Warshawski, I think. Um, but mine, um, they sort of changed a little bit recently for since I've been very little. Um, I've always looked up to Dan Nichols because all of his energy that he brings to everything and um, just sort of how he can light up a room and make everyone smile. Um, And recently towards like writing and um, things like that, it's more been Lucy Greenbaum. I love her energy as well and her personality and just how like open and honest she is and just how she can pour herself um, into music. So, yeah. Great choices. Yeah, I'd say mine have mine have probably stayed the same since the last time I was asked this question. Dan and Spike are both big inspirations with their style of music um, and their energy. Aw, well, I just love those answers, y'all. You're just totally right on point. Those are the best, most amazing people. I feel like you, you can't go wrong. There's always, there are so many amazing people and you really can't go wrong with who you work with, uh, the music you listen to. Can't go wrong. Yeah. And it's like you chose people through like many generations of song leaders. You know, you're not just like influenced by one decade or whatever, but it's like song leaders throughout the years. Absolutely. All right. Well, as always, um, follow us on Instagram at Revisiting Ruach and also on TikTok at Revisiting Ruach. On Instagram, we recently had a takeover from Charlie Kramer. He was on one of our episodes in season one. And um, 
we would absolutely love it if you would um, sort of drop us a comment or a DM. Tell us who you want to see on the podcast, who you want to see do a takeover. And follow Hava Morel. What is your handle? I do not know off the top of my head. My Instagram handle is at Hava M. So it's C-H-A-V-A-M. Perfect. And you can also listen to Hava on Apple Music and Spotify. Her music is really good. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And we will see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.